Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. You are here to remind people that it is okay to be whole. It is okay to shine your light, okay to be unapologetically you. In fact, it's more than okay. It's necessary in order to thrive, but you must go first. Rebecca Campbell. Welcome back to episode three of my Coffee Talk podcast. I hope you guys have been enjoying them so far. Today, we're going to be talking all about social media, but first, let me take a second to pause and take a sip for my coffee. I'm currently drinking out of my cactus mug, and it's bringing me so much joy today. It's Friday. I don't know. It's just like the combination of all of these things, plus just the vibe I have going right now. I'm burning a cinnamon-spiced vanilla candle, and I just swapped out my... um, like surrounding kind of decor. I'm currently recording this at my coffee table, but I just switched out my decor to bring a bunch of new plants and bought myself some flowers today. So the vibe is really, it's it's going. And I'm in the comfiest clothes ever. I just wish you guys were here to like take this in. And the flowers I also bought are tropical like looking. So it's just making me so excited. I leave for Thailand on Monday. And even though there's a lot to do before I go, I'm just, ugh, I'm so excited. You know what? Funny enough, even though this podcast is about social media, I might just take a picture of the vibe I have going right now just to give you guys an example. So over the last few years, I've had so many mixed emotions when it comes to my experiences with social media. I feel like I've gone through pockets of taking it way too seriously. I've gone through pockets of kind of avoiding it. I've gone through phases where I've been super like obsessed with it. And then I've gone through phases where I feel like I'm kind of dropping the ball. And then also finding some eras of being in balance with it and just not taking it so seriously and kind of just having fun with it. And I feel like that's where I've been with social media a bit more recently and for the longest extended period of time, I guess, because of this 
mindset I started to kind of force myself to have with social media, I noticed at one point, I would say back in the fall time, probably around Utober of last year, I think I got so consumed with creating this vision that I had that I started to feel that unhealthy relationship with my social media, including my Instagram, but not just my Instagram, with my Twitter and with my YouTube channel, where I was just like so obsessed with kind of perfecting Utober and perfecting that fall, whatever, that it started to just weigh on me more than it really should have. I was holding it as too high of a priority, I guess. And it was called out to me by Greg at the time, who was like, you're so grumpy. Like, just because we can't get a picture the right way you wanted with a pumpkin doesn't mean it's the end of the day. And I kind of think that it was right after that that I just started to reevaluate how I go about posting to social media and reevaluate how I go about capturing and sharing my life. Because Realistically, when we look back on the digital history that we're writing of our lives, I don't want to just read a caption that has no relation to a photo that is of just me that was picture one of like 200. I prefer to, you know, snap a, snap a couple photos, of course, get the picture you're looking for. But I, I kind of started realizing that I wanted to share more of what my life actually was and what the things in my life that brought me joy were rather than just trying to kind of curate an image to fit a feed. I hope that makes sense. So since then, I feel like I've been posting a lot more things that are actually going on, and then I take a photo of them rather than creating things that are going on so that I can take a photo of them. That said, I have gone through phases with social media where I feel like I've felt the more negative effects of it. I remember a couple years ago, I want to say it was 2014, 2015, around that time, I... I feel like, I don't know if it maybe was just for me and this is just my perspective, or maybe it was something that was just as a whole on social media, but I started to notice that whenever I'd open up Instagram, I would see a lot of bikini models and like beach pictures and a lot of like travel and relationships and this whole idea of what was goals. And I'm holding up bunny ears when I say goals, because I don't really believe in that word, but I feel like that was like the year or the time where the whole goals thing became a trend where people were like relationship goals, hair goals, body goals, this goals, that goals. And so I fell pretty far into that actually really quickly. And I found myself kind of trying to even create considered my version of goals to be. It was from there that I started to notice that I was kind of doing things solely just to get a photo of them. And I was becoming so consumed in even just asking someone to take a photo of me and then scrolling through the photos afterwards and being so like, taken back and just my mood instantly changing if I didn't like how I looked in the photos and if I didn't like how my body looked, if I thought my hair didn't look pretty enough, if, you know, at the time the boyfriend I was dating, if he didn't want to get a photo with me, I'd be so angry because I'd be like, what do you mean? I need to prove that we're relationship goals. And it's so stupid and silly to think back on the fact that I used to think that way. But I honestly, that was exactly how my mind worked back then when it came to social media. It was something that I think none of us wanted to admit we were doing, but we we were all doing on some level, you know, everyone was like, not everyone, I guess I can't speak for everyone, but I feel like a, a large majority of people, especially because I was already doing YouTube at that time. And I was watching and following a lot of people who were gaining a lot of success and their lifestyles kind of seemed to circle that way. So I was almost trying to be a clone or a recreation of that in thinking that if you had that kind of lifestyle, if you did those things, if people thought you were goals, you would get farther ahead or whatever. And so I kind of created this unrealistic standard of perfection 
that I wanted to curate so bad that it started to like ridiculously affect my life, ridiculously affect my mental health, ridiculously affect my self-esteem, and just the enjoyment that I got out of day-to-day life. That said, I think it's from learning more about myself and becoming more aware of the energies that I allow into my life and the beliefs and the systems and the perspectives that I put on things in my life that I feel like I've also noticed that social media does have positive effects too. And there's a lot of power that can come with social media if you use it the right way and you have the right mindset going into it. And so that's kind of my back end or my story with social media up until now. And for that reason, I brainstormed a bunch of little clouds of thoughts that I'm just going to continue to ripple off to you. So get cozy with your cup and let's jump into it. Also, you'll have to excuse me. I am currently nursing a bit of a cold right now. So my voice is a little froggy today. I hope it's not bothering you guys. You don't even understand the amount of coughs I've already had to edit out of this podcast for your the safety of your ears. <laughs> From the minute we wake up, most of us open our phones right away. We tune into what's going on online and open ourselves up to an endless and overwhelming stream of energy from the second that you wake up. Like I know there's some days where I wake up and before I've even half stumbled out of bed, my Instagram or my Twitter is already open or even my text messages are already open. And I didn't notice it until I had seen it this way that social media, whether you think it is good or bad, in a lot of ways, it's just taking what we used to do and speeding up the process. It's taking, you know, posting or sending out like family cards of what your family looks like. It's like sending out written letters to people or calling somebody up and asking how their day is going. But it's just speeding up that process that we can do all of those things so much faster and at the same time on multi-dimensional layers and levels of different apps and different photos and different whatever. And so those old minor shifts in energy when you were in contact with somebody is amplified by the amount of things that you're then scrolling past and seeing and reading and taking in as energy and taking in as information. And that is happening within like the five to 15 seconds that we roll out of bed. Whether or not you think that it has an effect on you, anything from seeing someone's vacation photo to reading a sarcastic but funny caption is an exchange of energy in itself. It might be so subtle that maybe you really don't notice it, but when you're doing that and you're doing it so frequently and so consistently, those tiny little shifts and those tiny little exchanges of energy start to work their way into your everyday life, your everyday mood, and the energy that you then carry into whatever you do after you put your phone down. So when you think of it that way, when you think of the amount of energy that you're receiving from your phone and you're receiving from social media, the minute that you open it up, not only can the access to this world start to become a bit addicting because we're so interested. We're we're nosy people. And I also think that our generation, while I think that there's many great things about our generation and about our world today, I think one of maybe our faults is that we're incredibly impatient. We expect things right away. And so we like that instant gratification and we like that instant demand of being tapped into a world or being tapped into what's going on in someone else's life. And I think that we kind of get a little bit addicted to that. But then I think where it can go wrong is that it starts to become toxic if we aren't making sure to filter through the energy that we're receiving based on the accounts that we follow and the content that we're presented with, as well as the message and the energy that we ourselves are posting to our own social media. Our generation and the generations that follow are continuing to show and projecting to show signs of increases of anxiety and depression and all these mental health issues. And I think that a lot of it stems from how overstimulated yet underconnected we are when we're so easily able to open up our phones and 
be updated on so many different people's lives without actually truly connecting with them, without actually making eye contact with them or talking to them like face to face, just you and that other person. I think that that kind of confuses our brains and that throws us out of equilibrium and out of balance. And then we start to feel very, very lonely and very secluded in a world that is so overconnected, which doesn't make sense. But so you almost have to question, okay, so how are we so much more connected now? Yet everybody seems to be more isolated and everybody seems to have more anxiety and everybody seems to not be able to, like, for instance, I find lately, for me anyways, anyone that I've run into in person, more so I guess in the city, but in general, there's there were some people I met on the trips I was on where it wasn't like this at all, but a lot of the time I find even just talking to a stranger throws people off because it's just like not a norm anymore. It's it's like, what, you didn't DM me first before talking to my face? That's crazy. Like, And we're so used to staring at our phones that when you try and strike up a conversation with someone on the elevator, it's almost like you're annoying them because they'd rather be looking at their phone which is okay. Like, sorry, dude, like, look at your phone. I was just trying to have a casual conversation to kill time in this awkward, silent elevator, but that's okay. I'm sorry. Have a good day. Like, but it's just a crazy concept that we seem to feel less connected in a world where we're all constantly updating one another. The vast majority of people, including myself, are posting the best, shiniest, most highlighted version of ourselves, leaving anyone looking, following, or watching to believe that that's what our lives look like 100% of the time. Like if you were to go and open up my Instagram right now, I'm going to do it. I'm going to open it up. I'm opening it up. Okay, so I'm seeing pictures of me and my friend at Coachella. I'm seeing pictures of my plants. God love my plants, seeing pictures of my dog, also freaking love my dog. In the last little bit, my photos are from all the travels I'm doing and like smoothie I'm drinking in between traveling to try and recoup. What you're not seeing is that I didn't go to bed till like 2.30 last night because I could not fall asleep. What you're not seeing is the fact that I'm in very sweaty, gross kind of yoga clothes that I haven't taken off since this morning's yoga. And I also have a hair mask in my hair. I haven't showered since yesterday morning. And you're also not seeing that, you know, my life doesn't look like that all the time. There's so much lull in between. You're not seeing on there that, you know, I've kind of had a bit more of a rough week this last week. You can't tell by looking at my Instagram that there's things going on in my personal life or that I've been so stressed this week to try and get everything done. Or there's so much that you wouldn't even know just from looking at my photos because obviously we're going to post the highlights of our life. We're going to want to post things that make people feel good. I think if we were all constantly complaining on social media, that wouldn't do us any good either. But it's just something that I don't think we fully take into account that those little pieces of someone's life that we're seeing is not what their life looks like all the time. And we tend to forget that. When we compare our Sunday pizza and sweatpants to somebody's five-day Bahama beach vacation with their luxurious boyfriend or group of gal pals, we start to feel all the ways that our lives suddenly feel like they're falling short to somebody else's that we might not even know this person. Even worse, we create such an ideal or a standard of what we think our lives should look like, and then we continue to curate that exact fictional reality online, only to look at our own feeds and see all the ways we actually fall short of the expectation we want of ourselves, and on top of all of that, feel unconnected to what we're even seeing. This is something that happened to me too, where There was a phase I remember where I opened up my social media and I wasn't even, I didn't even recognize who I was looking at. I was like, this is not me. These, you know, elusive, vague captions, these photos where like, I'm trying to look all sultry. Like, let's be real. I'm kind of awkward in real life. I'm a little bit weird once you get to know me. Sultry is like, I can be sultry with a boyfriend and that's cool. But on a day-to-day level, when someone runs into me, I'm not sitting there giving them like, 
you know, sex eyes all the time. I'm not sitting there looking at them like they're a freaking snack that I can't wait to eat. I'm usually like, hey, hi, what's up? So like, why was I trying to be all cool and mysterious online when that wasn't really who I was? And I I felt so out of touch with what I was seeing because not only that, the version of myself that was looking back at me also wasn't even happy. It wasn't even true. I can remember how half those photos I was like angry half the time I was getting them because they weren't turning out how I wanted. And I posted them with like a, oh, whatever, this will just have to do type of attitude. And it just, it's so crazy because I feel sad for that version of me only because I think that when I look back on those photos now, I realize that those were great photos. Like, why was I so obsessed over the photos? And not only that, I ruined the memories or some of the memories at least that attached to those photos because I was putting so much weight on how much value I was putting in getting a photo of what I was doing versus what I was actually doing that day. And this all might sound super disheartening, but it truly doesn't have to be. I feel like there's a few easy steps or tips that we can go and take in terms of using social media for the good. And of course, I'm sure you guys have already predicted, I've written them all down and we're gonna jump into those too. Right after this little mid-roll break, I'm actually gonna go pour myself a second cup because I'm current, I'm very, I don't know how, Maybe because this is the third podcast, this is flowing so much easier than usual, but I'm really enjoying myself. So allow me to go grab another mug of the good stuff. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay. 
so I'm still here. But while we take this little mid-roll break, I just wanted to use this opportunity to thank you guys so much for listening to Coffee Talk. It's a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. And if you are digging the podcast this far, please remember to just rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts because it's super duper helpful for me. And also for those of you that have already been rating and reviewing, thank you so much. I've been reading all of your comments and feedback and it's been making my soul sing. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and feel free to leave me also any feedback back or requests for future topics if there's anything in particular you guys want to hear me blabber about while we sip on some caffeinated gist juice and aside from that let's get back to this particular podcast shall we So, like I was just saying, in terms of ways to use social media for the good, I feel like first things first, we need to ask ourselves the kinds of people and things that we want to attract into our lives. Because when we're really clear on that, when we're really clear on what we are looking to almost attract towards us, what types of things lift us up in this world, what types of things make us feel better, what kind of things lift our mood, lift our energy, or lift our vibe, when we are sure of those things, then it makes it easy to kind of look at your feeds and look at the people that you're following and ask if they align with the types of things that you are looking to manifest in your life. And that's not saying that just because you're super into veganism and yoga that you can't follow people that are really into makeup and clothing. It just means that you have to kind of start to gauge why you follow the people that you follow, what you get out of seeing their content, because there are a lot of people out there. For instance, the biggest example I can think of, and it's not in any way, shape, or form that I do not like these people, but the Kardashians and the Jenners. They are somebody that I have yo-yoed into following and unfollowing solely for the fact that I think that they are wickedly talented business people. I think that they have completely tapped into the ability to keep people hooked and keep people interested and they have become huge icons for fashion and they have become huge icons for a lot of things in our social media world and in Hollywood and just in general. I feel like they've created such a presence for themselves in this world. They have almost obtained a sense of royalty to their family and it's flabbergasting to me, but... Besides that, as a singular person, when I see just some of the tactics and ways that they've kind of implemented that way that they've hooked people in, for instance, you know, kind of taking people along with the whole getting plastic surgery thing at such a young age. And in general, I'm kind of solely basing this off of Kylie because she intrigues me the most because I do think she is really cool. But I also tend to struggle with her and her message because then there was one time I was scrolling and I remember an image of her popped up where she was promoting those corset shape shifters like those things that you put on that are supposed to like tighten up your waist and they're actually proven to be extremely extremely unhealthy for you something that I think is so unhealthy for girls to be seeing and I think that's something that is so not okay especially for younger girls that see that and think Kylie Jenner wears that. I want to wear that. And it's she's like, you know, it's just it's a very toxic thing, I think, to be kind of promoting. And I'm not judging Kylie Jenner for it. Like, by all means, girl, go get your money. But when I think about it in terms of what I want to be seeing on my feed, it's one of those things that it's not a personal like it's not a personal attack, but I just don't want to follow her for that reason. I'm like, you know what? This is something I just don't want to see. This is something that just doesn't truly kind of resonate with who I am or even just the thought of a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old seeing that and being like, mom or dad or 
I want a corset or I want to wear this or I want to get lip injections and, and things like that. I think that that just sits with me in my core in such a wrong way. And I, I can't I can't describe it. I can't change it. But it's just the way I feel. So you have that choice. You have that choice to hit unfollow on the things that you just don't want to, you know, succumb yourself to and the things that you honestly just don't stand by or believe in. You don't have to, like, go writing on her photos being like, screw you, Kylie, because that ain't going to do anything. You just you just take a step back. It doesn't need to be like a big thing. You know, when you ask yourself what the people you are following and the things and the accounts that you are following are really posting you start to realize whether or not it's positive or what it's reinforcing or what its message is. And if there's any underlying feeling to it all that just instantly throws you a little off or makes you feel inspired and creative and motivated and makes you feel good about yourself or makes you feel just even just a a bit of happiness or a bit of joy or a bit of laughter in your day. I had to unfollow all of the accounts that I was following just because I thought they were cool Because for me, to be honest, scrolling past posts like that were posts that would make me then think I had to be cool like that. You know what I mean? Like, there was even a time where I remember wondering, should I get massive lip injections or should I be showing off my body a little bit more or maybe I should make my captions a little bit more mysterious and aloof so that I come across as more cool until I kind of realized what do I actually know about this person or what is this message sending across to me and so it's kind of for that reason that I ended up following or unfollowing sorry a lot of accounts and not in like a pompous way either it's not that I believe that my follow really truly matters that much I just For me, on a personal level, when I'm scrolling through my phone, that is something that I am allowing to affect my daily energy. So I want to obviously surround myself with uplifting and positive things, just the way that you would surround yourself with uplifting and positive people. I'm understanding and learning more and more about myself every day. I think that I'm human, and so sometimes seeing those photos makes me feel kind of crappy, and it makes me feel like my life is suddenly not good enough. And that doesn't mean that it's there, that whoever runs these accounts, that doesn't put the blame on them for the way that I feel. That's up to me to change that feeling or it's up to me to do something about that feeling. And so for some instances, I think that we can work on our self-esteem and work on our alignment within so that we don't let outside energies affect that energy. But I also think that we can admit that we're human and we can admit that things just get to us, especially when we're having days where we're not feeling so strong within who we are. And for that reason, there's a lot of accounts that I just unfollowed because sometimes as beautiful as their content was, seeing it kind of turned me off and it kind of made me feel really low throughout the day. Especially content that I could tell or that I could just feel in my core it just didn't seem real or it wasn't the type of energy or the reality I was trying to align my own life with. So I just, you just literally just hit unfollow. That's all you gotta do. Another thing that I've been trying to kind of focus on or in a way do in order to realign with social media in a way that feels healthier is I've tried to stop looking at all the ways that social media separates us and instead I've been trying to shift my focus and my control on all the ways that it can actually pull us together I think that there's a lot of accounts that when I did start unfollowing people I started following things that really did inspire me made me feel good or just even gave me like a cool piece of knowledge for the day, whether they were vegan accounts, whether they were just things going on in the world or things to do with, you know, our planet or even just cool things about yoga and traveling and fashion and people who wrote out very thought provoking messages in their captions or people who just posted photos of their dogs because they were freaking cute and just 
really started to realize that those are the ways that social media can be great. Those are the ways that it can bring joy to other people and that it can connect us all with information or unite us all in a cause when something really devastating happens in the world or when something really bad's happening. I think social media can also be great to align us all and get us all to unite and donate or unite and send out a message and speak our truths. And I think for that reason, social media can connect all of us in such a healthy and happy and in an almost inspiring way. And then I've also been working on becoming more aware of the kind of content that I wanted to share and the memories that I actually wanted to remember and how my content felt rather than just how it looked. And that was the biggest part for me is that I think back in the day, I was so focused on how my content looked that I was overlooking or I was ignoring how it actually made me feel or how I was feeling in the moment that those photos were being taken. So when I look at my photos now or when I look at the things that I post now or when I'm posting anything now, I I, I try and see it from the perspective of how it makes me feel. I think that you can still find a balance between creating art with your life, creating imagery with your life, creating a story with your life through social media, I think that you can still do that in a beautiful way while staying authentic and staying honest by asking yourself how it makes you feel, by being honest with what you're actually posting, by being honest with the photos, by not fixing or, you know, editing to the point that the photo isn't even you anymore, to just be raw, be honest, be open, and put yourself out there and put what your life is out there as long as it makes you feel okay. And I think with doing that, and not focusing on the way it looks, it starts to create its own look for you. The aesthetic and the vibe of your life shines through without you needing to try so hard because it's authentic and it's just, it happens a lot more naturally and you'll start to feel a lot more connected to the version of your life that you're putting out there for the world because it truly is you. And then at the end of the day, past all of the people I was following, past all of the things that I was posting, past the photos, past the scrolling, past all of it, just all of the social media things. I stopped taking it all so goddamn seriously and then just put my phone down and actually moved on with living my life. Even just this last weekend, I was at Coachella with my best friend and I felt so good with the balance that I had from this Coachella versus last Coachella in terms of trying to get things to post. We would just post what we were posting and then I honestly put my phone down and barely looked at it and we just danced like all night and it was one of the best weekends I've had and one of those weekends that I've never felt more present in a very long time because I wasn't so focused on how my trip was looking to other people. I was just posting what was actually my trip and getting right back to the present moment to actually enjoy it. It's up to us to decide when it's a healthy time to, you know, put our phones down and put our phones away. Even if it is one of those days that you're just not liking the photos you're getting, then let it go and just turn your phone off and go off on your day and actually just enjoy it by memory or enjoy it in another way and try again next time. Just shut down the screen and put it away when you feel it taking its toll. I think ultimately telling ourselves that social media is toxic is giving it more negative power. With anything in life, instead of trying to change what we have no control over, we should try and shift our perspectives and the way we utilize things in order to cast light where we so easily find fluff or we find darkness. Social media, as we know, is not going anywhere, so I don't think we should feel guilty for loving it. Instead, I think we should just change the way we use it, change the things that we follow, change the voice and the memories that we share, and suddenly I think we'll find that it's not so much about the media and it gets back to being more about the social. And so there you have it, folks. That is it today for my episode three of Coffee Talks. 
all about social media. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys have any points to, you know, add to this, feel free to comment them. I love that you guys are loving these so much. I feel like it's so cool that I'm just sitting here chatting with you guys and I've been filming and recording these almost every single day. So I feel like I've literally just been having live chats with you guys all week while I drink my morning coffee. It's been absolutely glorious, I must say. Aside from that, make sure you guys check back on Monday for episode four. It's all about how to kick ass and achieve your goals. So it's gonna be a super motivating one. Great one for next Monday. Great one for a Monday morning, if you know what I mean. And from there, I hope you guys enjoyed hanging out with me today and I will talk to you guys all next Monday. I feel like I feel like I kind of want to like exit this as if we were using walkie-talkies, you know? Like, over and over. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.